0: Welcome to the Mindful Creator Podcast. I live by the philosophy that, good or bad, we create everything in our life. If you're listening, my hope is that this podcast plants the seed in your mind that you can be the mindful creator of your world, and that you might be inspired to take action to create your best life by whatever learnings impact you the most. So excited to have Yuri Dene here for episode six. Uh, Yuri is the owner and founder of the Pilpel brand and restaurants in Central East London. Pilpel now has six locations and has just passed their ten-year anniversary. Correct? Correct. Right, yeah, right. as of May twenty nineteen. You I did my homework. I did my homework. When you when the falafels this good, you have to do your homework. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, and all of this is possible because uh, of the vision that Yuri had, to, of letting more people taste his grandfather's delicious. Laughable recipe, Yuri. Welcome to the show. Thank nice you so much for being here and taking the time to share your story and insights. Were you really looking forward to this?
1: I've been tricked. I didn't know they would put a camera <laughs> on me. Seriously. <laughs>
0: and this isn't getting edited out yeah. because I think it's just right I, I, I uh, I blindsided I him. <laughs> yeah, but
1: let's 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 keep going. Let's see, let's see what's going to happen. First.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. So look, Pal started in May 2009, and obviously there was a lot of background work that went into the whole process of. Getting to that stage of starting your first location, but let's start with what you were doing before PillPal. What was life like I before PillPal started?
1: I was a sales manager for a food company. Okay. That used to distribute hummus okay. all over the UK. When I've started working there for Tesco's and Sainsbury's, when I started working there, we we used to do one container a month okay when I finished working there we did maybe 15 containers a month oh wow so the hummus in the hummus trend exploded and I just loved it and uh, I did it. that's it that's what I was doing
0: okay so then how did you go from selling hummus to deciding okay I'm gonna go for my first restaurant
1: one day across the road I went to walk. I was in Amsterdam garden suburb in between two customers and across the road and a car hit me at 40 miles an hour.
0: It hit you?
1: Yeah. Oh, and wow. And I woke up in the hospital. Nothing ideally happened to me except that I lost my short-term memory. And I don't remember I don't remember that an helicopter took me to the hospital. I just remember waking up in the hospital, trying to get up. My boss was next to me. I told him, what am I doing here? He told me oh, you had an accident. I told him, OK, let's go and smoke a ciggy. I was connected to lots of machines. And I told him, he told me, no, no, you cannot, no, no, don't worry, they need to check it. And I told him, don't worry, I ripped the machines out of me. I've tried to get up, I couldn't. I all the fucking post that was connected to my arm. We went out, we smoked a ciggy, and that's where it all started. This is when I start asking myself, why am I living for? What's the purpose of my life? And I asked myself if I will be, I had the best job in the world, I was literally doing nothing. I was drinking five, six cups of coffees a day. Mm-hmm. My customers used to trust me with my eyes closed. I, I could sit at home and do all my ordering at home. But I asked myself if in 20 years' time I would look backwards and I would be happy with my life story, and the answer was no. So as soon as the answer was no, I asked myself what do I want from life, what is life? And I understood that life is very simple. You're born one day, and you die another day. And in between, there is a pathway. And in that pathway, you have to fulfill yourself. You have to, be, you have to experience as much as you can. And my experience was that I, want, I love excitements. So I asked myself, OK, what excites me? And I, I was an entrepreneur in nature. All my life, I did stuff. But all my life, I chased money. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a success. Because I wanted to prove to this person or to prove to this person or to prove to everybody that, I'm, that, I'm, uh, that there is something there, that I'm not stupid as everybody thought as a kid that I'm dyslexic and, okay. and uh, a failure and all the teachers said that I will be or a drug dealer or a gangster. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to prove everybody. Then I said, fuck everybody. <laughs> what feeds me? And then I decided that excitement feeds me. And I asked myself what excites me. I was a DJ as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I cannot be a DJ now. It's too late. Uh, So I said, okay, business excites me. And then my grandfather wanted to retire. None of his kids wanted to sell falafel because there was too cocky. And they said, I don't fucking do that. I would not do that. So I said, fuck it, I'll do that. I had 10,000 pounds to my name. Uh, I was starting searching for a shop. Slowly, slowly, it happened. With lots of belief, lots Mm -hmm. of, there is a beautiful sentence that I follow for years of Albert Einstein. Imagination, it's everything. It is the preview of life coming attractions. And I visualize what I want to achieve and blindfolded, I run towards my target. And step by step, it happened.
0: And that's the beginning of PilPA. That's
1: the beginning of Pilpa.
0: By the way, if, you, uh, if you're living in central London or even if you're outside of London and you've not heard of Pilpal or you've not tried it, get yourself down to one of the stores don't believe him it's not, it's
1: not that good because <laughs> it is the
0: best falafel it's i've not ever that had good.
1: zero expectation <laughs> come and try it if you like it hallelujah
0: way too modest absolutely incredible falafel thank you so honestly. much thank you so um, much so wow so you literally started with you had the accident you survived nothing too major uh just lost my memory my short term memory, term memory
1: and i was i was fucked on my head for three months
0: well that's a blessing Uh, That there was nothing else that happened, which is... No, it changed my
1: life, let's say. That's
0: the starting point, that was a catalyst for everything else that happened onwards, right?
1: This is when I decided that I don't care what others think of me, and I think that my greatest talent is that I do not give a fuck about what anybody thinks of me. I think about my journey and about my life, and I just want to fulfill myself, and that's it. On the way, I will try to be as good as I can and help as much as I can, but I just want to get as more emotional, as a much more interesting life stories that I can because probably I'm 40 years old. i got, if I'm lucky, i got another 40 years to live. And when I'll check out, I want to check out uh, fulfilled and happy with my journey. That's it. Simple.
0: Okay, so uh, let's go back a second because you said that, um, you know, your grandfather was selling falafel and no one else in the family wanted to help him. And he was looking to retire as well. Yeah. Um where was that happening and how did you decide okay that's the thing that's going to make me fulfilled
1: after the accident as i said uh, i was thinking what i'm going to do and uh, why i forgot what i wanted to say jump to my head, this is you will add but uh, after the accident i was thinking what i wanted to do and obviously uh, when nobody wanted to do the falafel thing and i asked myself what would fulfill me and I thought that this is uh, something that I can actually relate to and enjoy. And even until today I will if you will come with me at lunchtime and I will sit and see the cues at lunch, those massive cues and the people happy and smiling and I go like an idiot and I give falafels and make a joke out of myself and I will stand on the side and I will cry like a baby. So I knew it will get emotional for me and I knew it will touch me. And I think that's why that's the reason I did what I did.
0: And so where was your grandfather selling in falafel? In Tel Aviv. So you, did in you go back
1: there to learn from him? I worked for my granddad when I was 13, 14, 15 years old. Wow. I was, yeah, I was serving falafel. That's, that's the thing that I know how to do best in my life. I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> I'm very good at just making falafels. And nobody planned that people will become a chain of six. People do not have investors. We don't have any bank loans. Everything happened organic. What happened, happen, happen. If a good location will come, I'll take it. This is why people drive me mad. Open here, open there. And I wish I could. But if one day my company will become a corporate company, or I will shoot myself, or I would leave it. Because then I'm not gonna enjoy it anymore.
0: Because then it's not what you built up no. organically, right?
1: No, I've got a family of seventy-five people that I love each and one of them. Love each and one of my employees. Thanks to them, Pilpel is what Pilpel is. Thanks to Pilpel people like you. The customers helped me keep my grandfather's legacy alive. And it's very emotional thing for me. And I love it. The last time I woke up and went to work was 11 years ago. Wow. I'm an unemployed, that's how I feel, and someone paying me to do what I do. And I think that every single person should be that way. He should find what drives him, what he loves, what what he got passion for, and fuck the money, exactly what you do. And as soon as you do not care about the, in, the outcome, yeah, you will, f- you will get. The outcome is what you do now. If you enjoy what you do now, for me, that's the outcome already.
0: Which is always what the result is and people just don't realize it maybe straight away. If
1: you're waiting for the result, if you're doing something, one plus one, to look for the equal of two, normally you would never get. For my life experience, I've tried so many businesses. I w- was waiting to make money and I never made money. As soon as I didn't care about money, yeah, and I cared about just to be alive, mm-hmm. and that my business will survive, that works and survive, and I didn't care. This is one, I start making money. If I'm taking, let's say, if you see where I live, you will be in shock. I live in a small warehouse conversion. My light at home, it's candlelights. Yeah, I'm a very spiritual person. It's like my business partner, I have a business partner that helped me. Without him, nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he believed in me that nobody else did that I wanted to sign a lease on the shop. Nobody wanted to give me, nobody wanted to let me sign on a 15 years lease. I didn't have any security. So he really believed in me and he signed a, f- a personal guarantee and he started the first journey with me. And since then, he's, he's my, he's the blessing. That's how I see him. He's the blessing in the story.
0: Awesome. So let's go, um, let's go super practical because uh, mm-hmm. just, a uh, couple of minutes ago, you said that you had nothing but ten thousand pounds to your name. Yeah. Now, how did that start? Like, what did you do with that ten thousand? I lost them. Yeah.
1: I lost them before. If you said the first shop was Peel uh, Brushfield Street, Thirty Eight mm-hmm. Brushfield Street. Yeah. Before Thirty Eight Brushfield Street, I was the two the two shop next door, Thirty Two Brushfield Street, was under offered by me. Okay. Now, it was too big to my shoes. Uh, it was, I reckon, 40,000 pound rent, 100,000 pound premium. This is when I approached my existing business partner to join me. It was under offer. Uh, we had another partner on the go because it was too expensive. Uh, it was into solicitors. We did qu- Everything moves quite smoothly. Each one of them put 100K in their account. I had 200K in an account, never saw this amount of money in my life. 200 A day before signing the contract, the day before i find finding that the shop don't have license for food. The shop is A1, it's not an A3. Okay. And I've been promised that the shop is A3. And I put the 10%, uh, the 10,000 pounds, the 10% for the rent deposit to guarantee the place for me. And I've, at night, I was crying like a baby. I didn't know what to do. I talked with my best friend and asked him, "What would you do?" My best friend is a very mm-hmm. successful business businessman back home, and he told me, "Uri, nobody ever will give you 200k, yeah, and leave it in your account. Sign the lease, yeah, and cope afterwards and deal with the consequences after." I could not do it as a person. So I woke up in the morning. I told to my business partner the situation and what happened, that we cannot sign the lease. And I gave the money back. And luckily, the next door was uh, under offer by Pratamender. Okay. And pret uh, and they had she had the shop had an A3. And Pret pulled out. And it was without any premium. So I saved 100k. The other business partner didn't want to join. The third one. Yeah. And my business partner said, "I oh no, fuck it, go for it." <laughs> and we went for it and the rest is history I didn't plan seriously I didn't plan to have a chain of six I didn't plan to sit in the seat where I'm sitting it was not planned wow seriously I was serving falafel and I was literally happy with it
0: that is amazing so I mean that's an intense thing to go through especially when you put down your uh, yeah your life savings are now on the line and then you find out that actually that location didn't have the licensing you needed and not only is your money gone, but people who have invested, you're worried about their money as well. No, no, I just
1: gave them the and money back. I just gave them the money back. They asked for the money back. I sent them the money back to their accounts. And literally, the night after, I found out a shop, we put an offer, and it started running. So I think, I think when you're honest, and you're, not try, you're honest with yourself, things, and you're good with others, good things will happen to you.
0: Things work out. Yeah,
1: always, always, always look at the bright side, always always be positive. Again, when you fulfilled, I believe that happiness and happiness and difficulties, I think it's it's moments. And while you fulfilled with your path and what do you do, to be happy it's a moment, or to be sad it's a moment. And you should get take both of them with grace and love both. Mm-hmm. I think that from your tough moments you learn much more. From your happy moment you learn shit yeah you're just enjoying it mm-hmm. so I think the tough moments in a person life it's the best school that he would ever have definitely so let's go to your business partner Please. how did you find your business partner I knew two years before okay before I started people he didn't knew he didn't even wanted to do a falafel he didn't care about it I told to my mom two years before if I'm doing anything it's only with this guy okay And he was one of my customers Okay. In my previous job, from the hummus delivery. From the hummus. yeah, it was. Okay. It was. He had. He, have, he got a few shops. Yeah. S- five shops, and I knew for fact he's the one that I will do something with him. I could choose people that would actually help me more and would walk physically, uh, but I knew that it would be him, and I took him to the how it works. At one time, I took him to the shop, and he told me. He didn't want to really, but then I convinced him and he said, OK, you got my blessing. And then uh, I drove, I dropped him home and I told him, Biosi, please don't waste my time. If you give me your blessing, please, he's a religious person. If you give me your blessing, please don't waste my time. He told me, Oh, now you got my blessing. Now ask the blessing from above. And uh, that's it. The rest is history. Seriously, I promised him when I came to open my second shop. Uh, he came and told me oh, you don't need me anymore yeah carry on by yourself and I said whatever I'll do in life I'll offer you 50 percent of it And,
0: and that's been the deal from the start thats
1: since now then we yeah. open another we have another company that called Badolina okay uh, that we have two shops and he's a business partner a 50% shareholder and then we have another company that called Schnitzmi that is a shareholder and yeah yeah. It's, it's
0: it's just been working well together for the two of you he
1: doesn't involve He just give me love <laughs> he stresses me when i'm too relaxed he he, he, he gives me love and relaxes me when i'm too stressed that's it
0: he's giving you the balance
1: he's giving me that i love him too bit <laughs> i love him too bit seriously
0: okay brilliant so let's uh let's go on to the fact that you've been in business now for 10 years with Pilpel. you've yes. got other things that are running now as well as a result of this, yeah. uh, but obviously this has been pretty successful I would say yeah. um, for the last 10 years to now have six locations yeah. uh, without any uh, kind of corporation behind it, without any huge loans behind it or anything like that. So what has been the key factors to you succeeding to what you have right now?
1: Don't try and be a businessman from the first day you open your business. You're a fucking donkey, my friend. And be a donkey and wake up in the morning and work 70, 80, 90 hours. Love what the fuck you do. Every customer is the most important one. You don't take a salary because you cannot afford it. Because it's like a baby. A baby that just born. Yeah, You need to give him love. You need to support him. You cannot drink from your baby. Do you understand? For example, today I'm helping my mom. But I could not help my mom when I was six or five or four years old. Mm -hmm. She needed to help me. That's a business. Don't feed your ego and drive a Mercedes because you made some money. Uh, Eat shit, work hard, and it will benefit. You cannot work hard if you don't love what you do. If you're doing it for the end results to to, to think what the other person thinks of you, you will go and buy a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. And you will go and take a huge mortgage. Mm -hmm. And no, I didn't care about it. I care about feeding every single person. That's what I cared. Simple. And I think that's what made people grow. Look, my, f- my second location, I'll tell you a story. Go my second location was in St. Paul's, mm-hmm. yeah? I've seen a unit in St. Paul's, an amazing unit that I don't know why my belly told me that I want that unit. I found, no, sorry, we cannot give it to you. No, sorry, we cannot give it to you. More than 50 times I got no more than 50 times I got no. After 50 times, they give up and they said, okay, let's organize you a meeting. They organized me a meeting with the London Stock Exchange, that are the occupants of the building, Uh, with Mitsubishi Bank, the director of Mitsubishi Bank, that they are the landlords, Mm -hmm. and a few agents and the managing agents. Now, before... Three months before that, mm-hmm. I was serving at Bashville Street, at the location, and I saw a very old lady at the end of the queue. A very, very old lady, and not normal, around 75 years old. Mm-hmm. And this old lady, we, I was serving so fast because I wanted to serve her. I didn't understood what she's doing in the queue. I got to a point that I'm actually serving the unit. I stopped because we're serving very fast if you came at lunchtime. Yep. So I stopped everything and asked her, Madame, what are you doing here? And she said, I came all the way from West London to eat your food. And I got here. I'm telling you now, I'm getting emotional. And I made her food. I didn't have time. I made her the food. She went to the till. I told to the tea lady, no, 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 it's OK. I'm paying for it. And she didn't understand. And I said, darling, don't worry. You already pay for it by taking your time and commuting from where you commute to eat the food. A week later, I'm getting a letter. I'm j- opening the letter. It's all in those connected handwriting that I'm fucking dyslexic. I cannot read it. So I was looking at that. And I could not read it. I, I called my ex, but she's English, and I told mm-hmm. her, uh, Tash, can you please come and read it for me? Please. She came and read it for me, and it was a very, very touchy letter about a lady, 75 years old lady, that got a cancer, uh, uh, and probably she will die from that cancer. And she do not have appetite to eat any food, and she discovered Pilpil, and it reminds her, well, and it reminds her of her family. and and her father cooking, and she's so grateful, and I really touched her with what I did. I sent her plenty of freebies, and I told her from now on, pil it's hers, and she's part of the family. And she used to come every month, so she never took the mickey. She used to come every couple of weeks, and it's for yeah. free. And everybody knew her in my shops. And anyway, then I got to the meeting that I needed to get to the meeting. Yeah. Now, everybody expected a presentation. It's like I was sitting with 10 people that wear suits, All looking at me. I cannot wear a suit. I was sweating my ass off, all (laughs) nervous. And I was addressing the people. And I was telling them about the story of Pilpel and why I did Pilpel, blah, blah, and all the story. And afterwards, they asked me, what did you open? What you open? So I took her letter out. I brought reviews with me. I didn't have any presentation. So I took the letter that she gave. And I said, I opened Pilpel because of that. So they asked me to read the letter. And obviously I could not read the letter, I'm the fucking dyslexic, so I tell him, look, if I will read the letter, I will burst in tears, so I cannot read it. So the, the, the manager, not the manager, the agent of the property said, okay, we don't, don't care about it. And the director of Mitsubishi Bank said, no, 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 I want to read the letter. And he sat and read the letter for three minutes and every, all the room was quiet. He finished the letter, he moved it to his associate and he read the letter and he asked from every single person to read the letter. After everybody wrote the letter, he stood up and he asked the agent, would you give this guy the property? And obviously in a nice English way, uh, they would not say no or they would not say yes. She said, "Mm, I think we need to think about it. No, 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 please answer me direct. Would you give this gentleman the property? "Um, I don't know. We need to think if it's the right occupants. The guy looked in my hand, he shook my hand and told me it would be a privilege of me to have you as my tenant. Wow. and that's how people number two open so i do believe <laughs> that and this is what life are for that's exactly the story that i told you that get me emotional and touch me so much that i will never forget it in my life mm-hmm. That thanks to this lady i've got one of more one of most of my successful shops yeah and it's just incredible and i believe that all the story through the way with my staff that are like my family and i've got we, i got tens of those stories That. Touching me, we building school in Africa now. Wow. Yeah. Not me. One of my one of my staff that is actually from Senegal is building a school in Africa. The people is uh, the people is actually founding. Yeah. And not for any fucking, uh, I, I don't want nobody to know about it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I ju- it just feeds me. I know that I will go in three months to Africa, and I will see the school almost finished, and I will see this kid that fucking begged to be able to go to school himself, is actually addressing all his village and is an ear of goosebumps in his skin and me standing on the side knowing that I'm the one that planted the seed for that to happen. So more than that, you cannot ask in life.
0: And that's what it's about. That I mean, that level of fulfillment is huge. I love the story about (laughs) the uh thank you the way you got st paul's and i've i've been in that queue yeah i i've i love that because uh it's the only restaurant in that street that has a queue that splits in three when you go inside
1: and outside yeah
0: and then comes outside as one and then an l shape yeah all the way down so i think it's just a testament to uh the way that you donkeyed through right from the beginning
1: i'm still through. and still doing it but i'm still donkeying through again i don't see myself as a businessman Now it's more difficult, I cannot lock myself in one shop, that I really want to lock myself in a shop. Because I love it. I love people. That's the thing that I love most in life. I'm enjoying going to one of my shops, taking a falafel plate, and just feeding the queue and taking the mickey out of myself. And everybody saying, who the fuck is this lunatic? (laughs) If you will read the review of Pilpel, all the reviews about Mm Pilpel, you will see that 50% of the review ask why our staff are so happy. Yeah. And I think that our staff is so happy because it's a family. For good and bad, I'm a fucking lunatic. I'm a control freak. I can eat, I can lick the floor in each one of my shops. We're spending shitloads of money. I'm doing deep cleaning every night in every shop. Okay. In every shop. If I will sell my company one day, in one day, the guy that will buy my company will make probably another 100 or 150K a year just by sucking the cleaners. I have two cleaners for every establishment that come in when the establishment is closed and doing a deep cleaning. If you come and look at each one of my ventilation, they look new and they are five or six years old, each one of them. And it's not about money, again, it's about feed me. And the reason the food is good, because whatever you put in your mouth, whatever, if it's the tahini, the chili, the, 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 the oil that the falafel fried in, the falafel, every single item made every single morning every single morning not too much mo- nothing that you put in your mouth is from yesterday and the reason being because i want to eat it and i know my oil for example i sell my oil for 50 pounds el- for 50p a liter mm-hmm. that they give i don't want to say but they're giving it to other more shops they're, so selling, they can they're use reselling it it selling it and you're the using new oil one day and i'm using only sunflower oil i'm never using long life oil long life oil that all the chains using will save me probably 1,000 pound a week, 1,500 pound a week, that I don't care. It's not about the money. It's not. I'm not fucking checking out with millions pound, with millions in my pocket. My Ferrari would not go with me to the grave. <laughs> Do you understand? So it's not about this, it's about the story that I told you. Yeah. And as many more of those stories that I will be able to have in my life, the more fulfilled I will be. Yeah, and I'm yep. just looking for those stories like a junkie like an adrenaline junkie that looking to fucking excite himself I love crying love crying I love but not from sadness from just emotional happiness Yes, well
0: fucking done that's it awesome I I, do know? even now with the way you're talking the passion that comes across the emotion that comes across you can feel it and then there's no reason um, there's no wonder that everyone else feels it and keeps coming back and why your accuse are so long? I think it's it my staff,
1: I think it's my staff that feels it. But it all and comes that's from the, the top, idea. it all comes from the top. And that's the idea, this is why I said if my company will become corporate, I will be depressed. And me as a depressed person would we'll never be able to do it. Every person that I interview, yeah, I tell them, look, I know it's not your dream job. Yeah, and you don't want to serve falafel for all your life. But do me a favor, if you're not happy, don't stay here. Because I would let you go. I cannot come to a place when I see someone unhappy. I'm a very sensitive person, and I would feel his unhappiness, and it would make me unhappy. And I will try to fix his unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And if I cannot fix his unhappiness, please leave, go elsewhere. So, uh, just happy people, and just people that want to drive, and just people that want that want in their own. Happiness, look, it's not easy. I think working in Pilpel, it's one of the most difficult industries to work. And Mm -hmm. I tell you why, you're not making shit lots of money. Mm -hmm. You paid a bit above minimum wage. Mm -hmm. You're serving X amount of customers in two hours and you're sweating your ass off. Mm -hmm. You're just bloody sweating your ass off. Or rather, if you're a waiter, you're just waiting. So I think a waiter, it's much of an easier job. And I think that to serve customers in that intense environment, as you said, three queues with queues outside is fucking stressful.
0: It is, and even then, I mean, we're not actually waiting for that long. It's amazing how fast your staff are. It's incredible.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. But again, it's because they want. It's not because I ask them to be. Obviously, it's part of the characteristic of the shop Mm -hmm. that they have to serve a person in X amount of time. But a person that doesn't want, it would never be. A person that want, it will be amazing. Everybody can do it. The question if you want to do it, and if you want to do it, you will be good, and I will invest. Every employee that starts working people before he will serve you, mm-hmm. he would need to to practice for two weeks before he would. Let's say, b- he would practice for two weeks before he would give lunch. Okay. He would serve people in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first three or four days, he will make maybe 50 containers and 50 pita breads before he will serve the customer.
0: Gotcha. You. you. have to go through that training.
1: And yes, and it's a bit of a waste. I understand that I think people would not like the waste of food, but it's part of uh, making you happy, making the customer satisfied and making the customer happy.
0: Awesome. And I, I guess it's part of, it's, well, like you said, it's the reason that the customers are well looked after.
1: Yes, yes, and the reason. Look, I'm serving you in thir- in in one minute, one minute twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> now you would if I'm not giving you, an, if I'm not extra nice to you, yeah, and if I'm not smiling to you, and if I'm not asking you, "How are you, sir?" or "How are you, madam?" You will feel like a five pound note, and that's illegal in my company. You cannot feel a five pound note. You have to feel. Uh, important and the customer can decide whatever he wants to have in his dish and as much as he wants to have in his dish and if you been at Pilpel at lunchtime and you have the gong yeah that everybody scream s for every free meal and uh, you got always a lunatic that sings and shouts there that's the idea it's to the idea it's you guys or whoever stuck in the office in, in an environment with plenty of computers uh, basically almost living like batteries and then they're coming for lunchtime, and it's, I feel it's a release. And I have at least one to a 100 people hate it, hate it. It's too noisy. He doesn't like it. And I'm apologizing. And I say, I'm so sorry, sir, but that's uh, what Pilpil is all about. <laughs> and if you don't like it, just move your lunch break. Come to it at 2.30 or before 12 o'clock, you're not going to have this noise. But for me, that's what it's all about, a celebration, a happiness. We give a show. Yeah, that's the idea. It's the show.
0: Yeah, and it's infectious because people love it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's um let's go on. So uh, you've been in business for food for actually quite a long time. Even with uh, your sales career beforehand, that was still within food. So yeah. food's been your life uh, from when you were working with your grandfather yeah, yeah. when you were yeah. a teenager, yeah all the way through to now. So yeah. for anyone else that's listening or watching right now, who might be thinking, "Oh, do you know what? I really wish I could." Take the leap and start a food
1: business. Don't don't. <laughs> don't If you do not have the passion for it, don't fucking do it. So here's it my would question.: be The worst decision you ever did in your life. So here's my question: If you have the passion for it, yeah.
0: If you love food, if yeah. you love preparing food yeah. and serving it, what advice do you have Go for Be someone a chef. Who wants to do it?
1: Go be a chef. Go be a chef. My mom told me something very incredible many years ago. A restaurant, it's a grave. Or it's just a grave, or it's a grave of gold, made out of gold. So let's put it that way. Me, holidays in the last 10 years, I'm not taking more than a week a year. Okay? okay. So a week a year, I will go to the sun, yeah, and I will jump to the water. Could you live with a week a year? Holiday?
0: If I'm doing something that I love every single if day. you
1: love, exactly. Look at me, I'm passionate about what I do, it feeds me with energy. Yep. I don't need that sun. My customer give me the sun. Do you understand yep. the difference? Yep. If you're doing it because you think that you love restaurants, no problem. Go be a donkey as a chef for six months. See that you're enjoying it. Yeah. That you enjoy working 70 hours a week and it still feeds you. No, if you got the management skills to do it. And you have to be strict as fucking a mm for a restaurant to walk and to keep your standards yeah and if it's something that feeds you and you see that you enjoy it go ahead and do it just it's not an easy business it's a very very difficult business i will say
0: and that level of honesty is what will i think be very valuable to everyone else that's listening um okay so i've loved this story honestly it's amazing thank you what is next for you i don't for know for Pillpal? any plans on it or is it just plans? like we're just taking it as it comes and if another yeah, venue yeah, comes come. up, that's it.
1: I, I watched an amazing video of some of some, uh, of some uh, Buddhist, a guru Buddhist, amazing video, that he explained something very nice, that most of humanity, okay, do you do you believe that most people live in their past, what happened, why it happened, or they live in the future, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, the past does not exist. Yep. The future does not exist, Correct. Yeah. so those people that live in the past, in the future, uh, they are uh, mentally unstable <laughs> because they live in their imagination, that's what the guy said in the video. And I think that he's absolutely right, live in the now, experience the now, enjoy the now. I'm enjoying this conversation mm-hmm. and i love loving this conversation and probably after he will go, maybe I will receive an email of someone offering me a shop. and i will go to see the shop and if it's the right shop i'll put an offer and if it's not the right shop i'm not going to put an offer so plans i do not have plans i live every day by the day that i live yeah and no plans whatsoever
0: that's awesome I, i love that um okay what are your making this a bit more generic please um and i know you've said this a couple of times where you're not a businessman but actually even before we Started recording he said you're not a businessman you are an artist yeah right
1: yeah. I painted this I'm
0: gonna take a picture of that afterwards
1: yeah, <laughs> I painted this
0: that's very cool I've
1: got plenty of paintings at home and I, lo- I lo- and you are a very emotional guy and this and is I, how you express no, it through food I th- no, and through I think that art I think that you are I think that you are the main actor in your own movie and your movie it's your life. And I think that you should make your movie as interesting as possible for yourself. Simple, and I think that she's an extra in your movie. She is more than an extra mm-hmm. because she's your wife, so she got an yeah, important yeah. part in your movie. And vice versa.
0: And she has her own movie. Yeah, and and that's where I'm Exactly, an extra. exactly.
1: exactly. exactly. Yeah. It, you just now an extra in my movie. Yeah. And you made an interesting story. Yeah. And probably, if there is an audience somewhere that watching the movie, so the rating is quite high now. Yeah. That's how I see life. <laughs> so each and one of us are creators. Mm-hmm. Each and one of us are artists. Yeah, artists, it's a nicer way than calling yourself de- de- creator. Mm-hmm. I believe that I believe that creation lay in each and one of us. Yep. And I believe that there is no different in each and one of us. I think that we are all one. I think that the on, even the trees and even the ants from the street. And I think that the only difference between each and one of us, it's the different body that each and one of us got. That's, it. That's why I think to be very humble, uh, love everybody. Never hate because you inject the negativity into yourself. And um, enjoy your journey. That's enjoy it. your fucking journey.
0: So, look, you Keep said you're, you're an artist. Yes. Yeah, you're a creator. We are all creators. We are all creators. Um, but at the same time, you've understood how to transfer that to business and to entrepreneurship. And, and if you hadn't, Pilpah wouldn't exist how it is today.
1: Yes, let me tell you something. Uh, My friend is uh, the European journalist for the biggest newspaper in Israel. He had an interview a month ago with Richard Branson. He phoned me and he asked me, Ui, what would you ask Richard Branson? Obviously, I don't have any question for Richard, uh, but I thought what a question my friend could ask him For Richard to give him a nice interview. So I told him the first question that you ask Richard Branson is uh, when did you understood that fulfillment is the way for success? And what he told me that as soon as he asked him that question, Richard gave him a forty minutes interview rather than ten minutes interview for the rest. Yeah. And he enjoyed the interview with him. So I think that's your answer.
0: There you go. (laughs) Um. Last question, please. Whatever you like, and I think I already know the answer. Please, but with yeah. no. What is or who is rather your most inspirational person?
1: Myself. My journey of myself, my journey of looking at myself in the mirror and trying to become better. I think that emotional intelligence of judging yourself is very, very important. I don't think we should concentrate and teach. If I'm terrible at math, I should not sit and learn math all day. I should always but try to correct myself and try to look at myself. I posted a beautiful sentence on Instagram, I think yesterday, that's saying, that's saying what, let, let me read it. Yeah, check it out. Check it I out. I love it. I lo- you have no soul. You are the soul. You have a body. And I that's see. what I do think. That, yeah, that our soul is an ancient soul that is millions of years old compared to our stupid ego. That, in my case, is fucking 39 years old. That is a 39 years old. And I prefer listening as much as I can to my inner me. Mm-hmm. And I think that my ego is just a chauffeur. Yeah. That he should fucking drive. And the, the, the soul or the spirit that sits at the back, should make the decisions. And it's quite difficult because we all have egos, and we all care about how we look like. And I wonder this video will do very well, and people will watch it. And so we all have those egos. Yep. But um, try as much as you can to feed you. And if you feed you, you are on the right track. And money, it's fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit! We need two things in life: we need a roof under our head and foot to eat. While you have that and you fulfill with your way, the rest would follow. I promise.
0: That is probably the best way to finish. I, I love you, it. Yuri. Thank you so. Thank much. you so much. Thank you didn't you.
1: expect this, yeah?
0: I didn't. I didn't have any expectation. That was the point.
1: You expected a business person sitting in front of you.
0: I. What I got today was perfect. I loved it. Thank you so much. so much for tuning in to the mindful creator podcast if you enjoyed today's episode and you got some value from it i'd really really appreciate a review and don't forget to share this podcast with friends family colleagues anyone that you think could benefit thanks again have an amazing day and stay visionary